started and you're yawning. How's everybody doing? Good. As you can tell, it's still summer months, vacation time. There's a lot of spots, uh, but uh, we're glad you're here. <clears throat> Most people are glad to be here. So... <laughs> You'd think that's a child. Our adults do the same thing, so. <clears throat> I really am glad you're here. I know in, in summertime, being gone and vacation and um, all the activities that you're involved in, uh, it was such a cool morning this morning. It was tempting just to sleep in, but I'm glad you're here. We started a new study last week. We're calling One Step Away. You're one step away from greatness. You're one step away from God doing something great in your life. When I say you're one step away, it's not about anything great that you will do. It's about something great God will do through you. You're one step away. But you've got to take that step. And so today we're going to look at some random thoughts about our text. We're in Matthew 14. It's a very familiar text. It's about Jesus Walking on water. You remember the story. We read the text last week. It's in Matthew 14. The disciples are out in a boat, and there's a storm, and it's dark, and Jesus comes to them, and, and they're scared, they're terrified, they're straining at the oars. They, they're going nowhere. And they don't recognize Jesus, and so Peter says, Jesus, if it's you, you tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, Come. And Peter takes that one step out of the boat, and his life was never the same. One step away from God doing something great. But you know, not everybody gets out of the boat. Not everybody wants to get out of the boat. It's difficult to get out of the boat. So today I want to talk about the boat. I want to talk about boat dwellers. And I want to talk about water walkers, just some random thoughts to help us get out of the boat and some specific examples, maybe for you, maybe for this church. The first thing that came to my mind is getting out of the boat is not easy. I hope you understand that. I hope you're, you're not thinking that I'm thinking you just jump right out and it's easy. Walk of faith, you just do that. Getting out of the boat is not easy. There's going to be obstacles to get out of the boat. Again, it's dark, it's night, it's between 3 and 6 in the morning. Jesus calls most of us between 3 and 6 in the morning. We're not answering. We're sleeping. There's a storm. For all we know, for all they know, they might die. The last person they're looking for is Jesus. They are in a major obstacle in their life. And Jesus tells Peter, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of this obstacle, come on. That's not easy. We can think of 10,000 reasons why we shouldn't do stuff. There's going to be all kinds of obstacles. For example, a couple months ago, I decided, you know, I need to start exercising again. And that's not easy. Some of you all know that. So I started walking in the morning, and walking killed my knees. My knees, for some reason, I don't know if it's arthritis. My friend back home, Dr. J, says, Rich, you're old. So I can give you 10,000 reasons why not to get up in the morning and exercise. And so I started walking, 
started jogging a step. I can give you a lot of reasons why you don't need to exercise and why I don't want to exercise. But this morning at 5.30, I got up and exercised because I want to get out of the boat when it comes to my health. It's not easy. There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be critics. People who take this one step and get out of the boat don't listen to critics. There's 11 guys in the boat probably saying, Peter, don't get out of the boat. That's how it is with people that want to stay in the boat. Not only do they not want you to get out of the boat, they want everybody to stay in the same boat. I've never figured that out quite about boat people. Boat people want everybody to be in the boat with them. They don't want anybody getting out of the boat. So, for example, let's have two services. No, we all got to be in the same boat. So we no longer have two services. I told you the main thing about the boat is comfort. It's not scriptural, unscriptural. It's not right or wrong. We're just not comfortable with it. And that's okay. I want you to understand, too, that I'm glad that there's boat people and I'm glad there's water walkers because sometimes... You don't need to get out of the boat, and boat people bring us back to our senses, and sometimes water walkers bring us back to our senses. So I don't want to suggest that if you stay in the boat, you're a bad person. These 11 disciples, just because they didn't get out of the boat doesn't mean they were bad people. It just means they didn't walk on water. That's all that means. But boat people want everybody to stay in the same boat with them. So, for example... On Sunday nights, let's have Sunday night worship. And we all need to be here. I've never understood that because not everybody wants to be here. We told you a year ago, we polled the congregation and it was 50-50 right down the middle. Half of you wanted to keep doing small groups and half of you wanted to meet at the building. So what do you do? Do we all have to be in the same boat? Why can't we let the people that want to be at the building be at the building? Why can't we let the people want to do small groups, small groups? As a matter of fact, it's funny how you don't ever hear when it comes to getting out of the boat. How about we do this on Sunday night? Let's show up on Sunday nights and we're going to worship God and sing and pray. And then we're going to go out into the neighborhood. Because you know what? They're not coming to our boat. How about we get out of the boat and go to them? But you know what? If you want to worship Sunday night, you can be in that boat. If you want to do small groups, you can be in that boat. Boat. You don't have to be in the same boat. You see what I'm saying? So some people want to get out of the Sunday night boat. Some people don't. Some people want to be in the small group boat. Some people don't. It's called diversity. And if we want to grow, we've got to let people do what they want to. Not everybody likes vanilla ice cream. But if all we offer is vanilla ice cream, that's the only boat we have. There's always going to be critics, though. There's always going to be people saying we shouldn't get out of the boat. So let me read you a couple of quotes. If I listened to all the critics, I'd never survive. How about this one by Samuel Johnson? Rodney shared this one with me. Nothing will ever be accomplished if every objection must be overcome. Hmm. How about this one by Theodore Roosevelt? It's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer doer of deeds could have done them better. 
The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat, or as we might could say, those folks that want to stay in the boat. There's always going to be critics. There's always going to be people that say, we don't need to do that. There's always going to be people say, I'm not comfortable with that. So I want you to know getting out of the boat's not easy. Sometimes the most difficult critic is ourselves. Another thing came to my mind is people who get out of the boat are not satisfied with the status quo. You know what status quo is? Status quo is why can't we do it the way we've always done it? Why can't we just keep doing what we've always done? And so you've heard... And it still exists. Why can't we just do church the way we did in the 50s, 60s? Why can't we just do it the way we always did it? Well, people who get out of the boat say, you know what? I don't want to do status quo. Some people say, you know what, Richie? It's not about the numbers. So here's my question. If it's not about the numbers, what is it about? I have the answer. It's about comfort. Because it's status quo. Don't mess with my comfort. You do know we still have people in this auditorium that if you try to sit in their seat, they'll say, that's my seat. What if a visitor came in and we said, that's my seat? Why would they want to come back to our boat? It's about status quo. It's about comfort. People that want to stay in the boat, they'll tell you it's not about numbers. People want to stay in the boat, it's about comfort. So what is it we want to do? Let's just keep doing what we've always done, okay? Let's do that. And we'll keep getting the same results we've always got. You realize when it comes to status quo, at some point in time, somebody had to get out of the boat and say, you know what? I'm tired of leaving my house to go to the outhouse. Why can't we have indoor plumbing? Someone got out of the boat and we had indoor plumbing. And you know who was the last to buy into indoor plumbing? Churches. We can't spend the Lord's money on plumbing. And then air conditioning came along. Somebody got out of the boat and said, it's too hot in here. And we had air conditioning. You know who the last folks to buy into air conditioning were? Churches. We can't spend the Lord's money on air conditioning. You realize somebody at some point in time had to say, let's do Bible classes. They got out of the boat and said, let's do Bible At some point in time, somebody had to say, you know what? We need to do, let's call it vacation Bible school. Somebody had to get out of the boat and say, let's do gospel meetings. Somebody had to get out of the boat and say, kitchens. Somebody had to get out of the boat and say fellowship room. Somebody had to get out of the boat and say buildings. Somebody had to get out of the boat and say church buses. Somebody had to get out of the boat and say, let's do mission trips. Somebody had to get out of the boat and say, you know what? Status quo is going nowhere. Again, the disciples were straining at the oars. They were going nowhere. And that's what boat people do a lot of times. 
status quo. Are we happy with status quo? Are you happy with status quo? If you're happy with status quo, let's just admit I'm happy with status quo. Remember that story about David and Goliath? For 40 days, this huge guy named Goliath would come out and he would taunt the Israelite army. Y'all pick anybody, just one guy to come out and fight me. And they said, no, I like the boat just the way it is. Just going to stay in our boat right here. Don't mess with our boat. Nobody stepped out of the boat to fight Goliath. Till David came along. Point number three. People who get out of the boat trust God. David comes along and says, you know what? The God who delivered me from and the God who delivered me from, He will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. And a teenager got out of the boat. You know where the army was? They were with Elvis. Their hands were shaking and their knees were weak. You got to like that one. You know where the church is a lot of times? Hey, don't mess with the boat. We don't want to fight. We'll just stay on the sidelines. And sometimes maybe it takes a teenager to step up and say, Hey, why don't we get out of the boat? And critics will say, we don't need to get out of the boat. Don't rock the boat. Don't mess with the boat. Don't paint the boat. Don't sit in the seat in my boat. Sometimes we don't even want anybody else coming to our boat. Status quo. The people who get out of the boat trust God. Another thing about getting out of the boat, people who get out of the boat answer the call. They answer the call. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And he said, I'll I'll do it. If you don't get out of the boat and answer the call, you stay in the boat. So where's God calling you to get out of the boat? Where's God calling you to get out of the boat in your personal life? Where's God calling this church to get out of the boat? Peter said yes. Because people who get out of the boat say yes. Where is the Lord calling you and wanting you to say yes? You want me to tell you why I preach? Because we had a preacher when I was in high school who constantly said, you know what, there's probably some folks in this audience here today that need to preach. So I'm going to tell you that. There's probably some folks, the Lord's calling you to preach today, and you need to go preach We're losing preachers by the thousands across the brotherhood. You say, well, the church is only 50. Why would I go preach there? The church is only 100. The church is only 30. Are you going to answer the call? People who get out of the... Well, I don't know if I could preach. I don't know if... Maybe the Lord's calling some of y'all to preach. Maybe the Lord's calling some of y'all to do mission work. I went home from that worship service that day and my dad said, why don't you preach? I said, okay. And here I am. I answered the call. Through all the obstacles. Through all the critics. Y'all getting out of the boat is not easy. It's not easy. When it becomes easy, you're back in your comfort zone. It's not easy. I can tell you that getting up here every day, I'm just having a chat with you about the boat. Getting up here every Sunday to preach is not easy. Sleeping on Saturday night is my worst night. 
I toss and turn all Saturday night because I'm speaking to God's people. It's not easy. You think it's easy standing up here telling you how you need to live? But the Lord calls me to get out of the boat. And I'm like, I guess that's all he's got this week, so pick me. Where's the Lord calling you to get out of the boat? Mission work? Preaching? We always need teachers. Always need teachers. Or you see, I could never get out of the boat. I could never teach. I could never preach. I could never. I could never. I'm just going to stay in the boat. Maybe the Lord's calling you to be involved in the ministry of this church. Well, what needs to be done? Lots. Where's the Lord calling this church to get out of the boat? Where does this church need to say yes? Well, Richie, there's nothing wrong with our boat. Our boat's just fine. Maybe we need to get out of the boat when it comes to small groups. And, and Rodney coming up is going to be, uh, not today, coming up. He's got some lessons about small groups. He's been researching. He's going to another small group conference. He's going to stretch us on small groups. I hope he stretches us out of the boat when it comes to small groups. Is the Lord calling us to change on small groups? Is the Lord calling us to do something different on Sunday nights? Like I said, let's meet on Sunday nights and let's go out and ask people, can we pray for you? Is it, you know, we're not inviting you to church. We're not, you know, pressuring you. But is there something that we could pray for you? We just want to pray for you. Do we need to get out of the boat and do that? Because they're not coming to our boat. Maybe we need to get out of the boat when it comes to worship. Oh, great. He went there again. For example, I don't have the answer on this, but for example, we send our young people to LTC every year, and they do Bible Bowl and Bible Quiz and puppets, and they sing, and they preach, and they do 50 different things. They do artwork. They do drama. How come we never let them do that up here? Well, Richie, we can't do that. Why? Scriptural, unscriptural? No. Richie, I'm just not comfortable with that. So we're going to tell our young people, you go do that stuff on the weekend, and that's the only time you can do it. When you come back, we're not ever going to use you. But you go have fun that weekend. Is there anything we can do different about worship? Because there's always going to be critics. I don't want to clap. Scriptural, unscriptural? No, I'm just uncomfortable with it. I don't want to sing new songs. I don't want to sing old songs. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's not scriptural or unscriptural. Richie, I'm just not comfortable with it. Listen, folks, when Jesus calls you to get out of the boat, it's not to endanger you. He's not wanting to harm you. He's not wanting to embarrass you. He's not wanting you to sink. When Jesus calls you to get out of the boat, it's not to endanger. It's to enlarge your faith. Jesus saw this as an opportunity to stretch Peter's faith. When Peter said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus thought, this is a teaching moment. Come on. And he stretched his faith. Folks, we're not here to enlarge you today. Come worship the Lord and magnify him. We're here to make God bigger today. We do that through songs. We do that through communion. We do that through His Word. We do that in a number of ways. It's not about you. Well, I'm not comfortable with, I don't like. I'm not comfortable with, I don't like. I'm not comfortable with, I don't like. Are we going to stay in those boats? I'm just having a little chat with you about boats. 
and getting out of the boat. Listen, folks, I'm right there with a lot of you. If we sing a song and kids are clapping, you'll see me clapping. Some people like to raise their hands. Mine will be right here on my knees. Well, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not forcing you to do anything, but why do we have to be in the same boat? Some people say amen, some don't. Well, I'm not comfortable saying amen. Then I don't want you to say amen. We're all right. (laughs) I missed a point. Mess me up, brother. (laughs) Listen, church, trying to be calm, trying to be on the same page with you. Getting out of the boat's not easy. I don't want to live the rest of my life in the boat. I told you last week, people are saying, Richie, leave the boat alone. That's what I want to do the rest of my life. I want to leave the boat. I don't want to be alone. I'm going to save an example for next week. No, let's do it now. Brian put me onto a book when we went to One Day Orange. Um, Kerry Newhoff is the name, and he talks about change. And I know when you say change, people panic at church. Y'all, I've been here 16 years. Am I doing anything weird? You know me by now. I don't do weird stuff. I'm as routine and ruddy and in the boat as most of y'all are. But I'm no longer content with status quo and staying right where we are. If you're not growing, you're dying. You want to check our attendance statistics? If you're not growing, you're dying. You want to check our attendance statistics? If you're not growing, you're dying. You're stagnant. You're going nowhere. You're straining at the oars. I don't want to strain at the oars as a church. I want to stand before the Lord someday and say, Lord, I did everything I could to grow your church and to expand your kingdom. I don't want to stand before the Lord someday and say, you know what, I stayed in the boat. I heard you call me a bunch of times, but that boat was so... I mean, you know, I can grab the sides of the boat. I can steady myself on the side of the boat. When I'm getting out of the boat, I'm still holding on to the boat. It's hard to get out of the boat. You know, when my kids were learning to walk, it was hard to let go of them when they started to walk. When they started riding their bicycles and taking off the training wheels, it was hard to let go of that bike, even though running down the road, I don't know why it's a father's responsibility to run down the road with them. But to let go of the bike and watch them crash and burn, I just want to get out of the boat. So the illustration about Kerry Newhoff, I've shared this with some of y'all. It's about phones. Let me talk to you about phones, okay? Kelly just went and got a new phone. One of my least favorite things in life is getting a new phone. I despise it, okay? But when it comes to change, if you want to talk about change in reference to phones, let's talk about phones. 10% of the world are going to go out and register for the new upgrade update on a phone before it even comes out. Oh, there's an iPhone 6 coming out in December. I'm signing up right now. 10% of the population is going to do that. They're all for the phone. 30% of the people, when the iPhone's in the store, will show up at the store and get their iPhone. They're going to get a phone. They're all for the phone. They're just not crazy like those 10% that say, you know, I'm going to get a phone right now. Well, it's not coming out for 10 years. Well, I'm signed up. 
50% of the population is not going to sign up early. They're not going to be at the store, but they're going to get a phone. Not in any hurry to get a phone. 10% of the, co- of the congregation, of the, of the population is still using rotary dial. But they have a phone. You do the math, Kerry Newhoff says, 90% of the people are all four phones. They just do it in different orders. 90% of a congregation is all four change. We just do it in different levels. 90% of the congregation is all four. Let's get out of the boat. 90% of the congregation is all four. Let's try taking some risks. 90% of the congregation says, hey, I'm, it's not scriptural, unscriptural. It's, I'm a little uncomfortable with it, but I'm all for it. So why are we listening to the 10% who say, I don't want to do that. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. I don't like it when we clap. I don't like it when Rodney sings those new songs. I don't like it when we do small groups. I don't like it when we have... So what are we going to do? The 10% that's still using rotary dial... They're still using phones, so whether it's the 10 or the 50 or the 30 or 10, everybody's... You know how many people in America have more than one phone? Home phones, cell phones, we've got phones. We're all for phones. We like change. We've got indoor plumbing. We've got air conditioning. We've got all kinds... Aren't you glad technology has changed? Aren't you glad medicine has changed? Aren't you glad the drugs and doctors and education... Aren't you glad all that stuff changes? Why can't the church change? I just want to get out of the boat. I just want permission to say, let's try that. I know it's not scriptural or unscriptural. I'm a little uncomfortable with it, but let's try that. I've told you, uh, maybe it's on a Sunday night, you go over when Brian does FX over in that place called Jump Street. He's got kids in the sound booth running $40,000 equipment. Are you kidding me? Get some adults. Those kids love it. I wouldn't do it. But he does, and it works. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to like it. Bruce does stuff that drives me batty. Rodney keeps thinking he can sing as low as I can. Folks, we're all different. But guess what? Jesus is not in the boat. If you want to get to Jesus, you got to take one step and get out of the boat and walk to him on water. In the same way he wanted to teach Peter to give up all of his securities, all the things that he trusted in, all of his stuff, all of his possessions, all of his good deeds, all of his doctrine, all of his theology. We've got the right name on the sign of the church building out here. The Lord says, give all that stuff up. Would you just trust me as you live life? Would you just trust me as you do church? As we do church. Listen, folks, the mission team does stuff I don't like. It's okay. We're different. But let's get out of the boat. There's no reason our attendance should be going down unless we're stagnant, status quo, predictable, We do the same things. You could walk in here, close your eyes, and you know the order of worship. You know what we're going to do. It's so routinely predictable, safe, comfortable. 
So that's why I'm talking about getting out of the boat. If you don't listen to anything I say, I want you to know this. I'm listening for Richie. Lord, where do you want Richie to get out of the boat? I'm making a list. He's showing me where he wants me out of the boat. I'm not comfortable with it. But I'm going to answer the call. It's not to endanger me, it's to enlarge my faith. And church, there's some areas that I think the Lord's calling us to get out of the boat as a church. I've got no specifics for you right now. I'm just asking for permission to stretch. To stretch. I almost showed a video today. You want to know why I didn't show a video? I didn't want you to gripe at me about showing a video. So now that I told you I'm going to stretch you, I'm going to show it next week. (laughs) Listen, folks, when we worship, when Rodney and I talk about worship, all we want to do is stretch you and magnify the Lord so that when you leave here, God is bigger to you than when you came in here. So the songs we talk about and the songs we plan and the energy that goes into it and the folks that are meeting over here praying for worship, it's not about us. So are we going to get out of the boat? My goodness, it's 10 o'clock. Where's the Lord calling you to get out of the boat? You know, we can stretch this as far as we want. Some, to some of y'all, the Lord's saying, um, you need to eat somewhere different. You need to drive a new way to work. You need to apply for that new job you've been wanting to apply for. You know your marriage needs help. Get help. Get out of the boat. Why don't you teach? Why don't you preach? If you're thinking about preaching, I'll tell you the websites to go to of the churches that are looking for preachers. We need preachers. We need people to be involved. Maybe the Lord's calling you in reference to finances. Maybe the Lord's calling... I don't know where the Lord's calling you. I know where He's calling me. And He's calling me out of the boat. So much so, I can't even grab the boat. I can't see the boat. I can't feel the boat. And He's making me uncomfortable. Where's the Lord calling you to get out of the boat? Folks, you're one step away from a journey with Jesus. One step away from walking with Jesus. One step away from the Lord doing great things in your life. One step away, but you got to get out of the boat. We offer the invitation of Jesus today. Some of y'all have been thinking about being baptized. We, we kind of bounce around it. We're afraid we're going to offend some folks. You need to be baptized. One step away from walking down the aisle. Some of y'all need to get out of your boat and tell people about Jesus. Lord, I don't know what to say. I'm afraid. I'm, I just don't know. Some of y'all need to tell people about Jesus this week. You need to give your testimony. You need to tell folks what the Lord's done for you. Maybe that's where the Lord's calling you to get out of the boat. You're one step away. And when you take that step, I, I'm telling you, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to be so amazed at what the Lord does through you that you're going to wonder why you never took the step. 
I promise. Richie, if I get out of the boat, I don't know what's going to happen. I might sink. There's a storm. There's wind. There's waves. Lord, why can't you call me when it's calm? Why can't you call me in the middle of the day? You'll be amazed. Church, you're just one step away. Church, we're just one step away as a church. So would you do this for me? Would you do this for me? Would you just pray this week? Lord, Richie, mess me up. I don't want to get out of the boat. I don't even know what he's talking about. But Lord, I'm praying to you that if there's an area in my life that you're calling me to come, would you show me that area and give me the faith to take that one step? Would you just do that? Lord, where do you want to use me? And if you'll do that, then I accomplish my task today. Lord, where do you want to use me? Lord, where do you want to use me? Lord, where do I need to get out of the boat? Lord, where do I need to get out of the boat? I'm telling you, when I started this series and I started praying, my list is growing. Richie, you need to get out of the boat here, 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 here. I'm tired of making my list, Lord. My boat was that small. You're stretching me that much. Where's the Lord calling you to get out of the boat? We're going to sing an invitation song right now. It's our opportunity. If you want to come down front, respond to the invitation, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we'll help you do that. We've got elders in the back, and our elders will take you to a room privately. You say, you know what, I'm not a down front person. I just want the elders to pray for me in private. You can go pick one elder. You can pick them all, but they want to pray for you and with you, and they want to embrace you, and they'll be at the back of the auditorium. If you need to respond to the invitation, you're one step away from your life changing when you give your life to Jesus as we stand and sing. God will 